You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Centre by Iris, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. Here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. I started my practice from a corporate background. I, I felt like I should be able to do some bookkeeping. I wanted something that would be flexible around my children, uh, but I didn't really know what I needed to do day to day. I didn't know where to look for the support um, and I felt like I was completely alone. Um, and then I fortunately met Jo in my journey, in my own bookkeeping practice. And she said to me, you know, I felt like this too. I haven't felt like there's a safe community where I can ask these questions. I want to build one. We should work together on this. And uh, and so we started it and we, we started a group. We had a hundred people or so in that group and they were focused on their goals of growing their own businesses. And it's just been incredible. I think the reason Joe and I connected was that we I stood up at the uh, at Bookkeeper Summit and spoke about goal setting and how actually you can achieve dreams that you don't think are for you. Mm. And we connected. And I think my one was about how to be a six-figure bookkeeper. So both yeah. of us were like... <laughs> we really want we know we can have yeah. big things and we wanted to help other people achieve Absolutely. big things I really enjoyed going to those events and sharing I loved it but what happened was that event would come to an end I'd go home I'd be high for 48 hours implement the things I'd learn and then I'd be on my own again lonely in a world of waiting for the next annual event mm. and I just thought there's got to be another I mean I've just sat down with a group of ladies and shared the whole process I go through, 21 items I do in my onboarding, and they're all writing down notes. And I'm like, there's no, there's no reason for me not to, I just want to share it. I just want them all to do so well. And I think, I think they can feel that we really want the best for them. It's just a safe space for them to have a wobble. Yeah. And then we are there to help them push them further because we know, because we've been there. We've had the regrets. We've, yeah. we've not taken things and, and really run with them because we've been scared. And I've made loads of mistakes in the past, so we're there to help them through it. And yeah, it's it's just amazing. Um, it's it's like having your own little team. Um, like I would consider them more like colleagues than than a, a community. Um, and because you're just sat at your desk all day long on your own, so having like the group ask questions to having Joe and Zoe pop up on your feed every like every day almost it's like oh what they got to say today it gives you it gives you that little um boost of adrenaline that you need to keep going because um, it, it can be quite hard when you're on your own you've got no one to turn to for the hard stuff and that's that's what that group is there for. I think it's it's the feeling of having support it's having the network they're all really friendly they're all they're not judgmental at all there's no such thing as a stupid question so you've got the uh, wealth of, of information and knowledge and experience from those people and they're happy to share it um, and it's uh, with Joe and Zoe they've given me confidence and self-belief being part of Six Figure Bookkeeper Club I've realised that actually we can set up our own business and run our business and we can achieve what we want to achieve and it's just knowing that you can get what you're dreaming of um yeah it's just all in mind really um, it's just great to have a community there that you can bounce ideas off obviously we've all got all these different ideas but as a community together when people come together and put different ideas on the table you can take your small idea uh, because the snowball is like rolls and rolls and rolls it becomes such a bigger and better idea by getting other people's influence and inspiration. Studying's all well and good and getting the qualifications you need to do the, to get your practice license but it doesn't tell you how to launch a business or what you need to do to get prepared for that and this, I found the Six Figure Bookkeeper Club and they've got a programme that helps you to do that. <laughs> Everything from the basics right up to what you need to, to make the sale at the end of the day. Their name came up in another bookkeeping group that I was in so it wasn't very useful so I thought Oh, I'm just going to have a look and I think it was like trying to think so much boot camp and I was like wow these are like totally different to people like in other groups they're actually like normal people it's just like in other groups you kind of got people you'd, you'd ask a question how do you do this and then you'd get about 20 different answers everybody kind of patronizing you mm -hmm. 
Um, and it was just, they're just like two normal women. And that, and even like in the, the free group, the answers that people were giving you to like questions you were asking were just totally different to anywhere else. So I think I was like sold straight away just to, to join. <laughs> it's been part of my entire journey. I joined um, the Six Figure Bookkeeper Club at the very start. I was on the beta course and it's literally been with me all the way through building my practice up to what it is now. Um, so literally whenever Zoe and Joe say they're doing something, I'm there because it's helped me so much and each step it's helped me, you know, develop and, and continue. And I, I look back at the success programme from when I first started and I had two tiny clients to now where I am now with 20 clients and staff. And I can still go back to the course and redo things because my business has changed. So it's, it, yeah, it's completely helped me along the way. So I had no clients when I started. Um, I had no idea about a lot of, there is so much involved in becoming a bookkeeper and getting your own license and working for yourself. And there is so much that I learned from the Six Figure Book Club, which I've been able to implement. And then from that, I've met all the girls and boys. Um, and then, yeah, this great community that have got together. Um, so we did the Bookkeeper's Bootcamp back in March, April time. Um, Literally, like every single session, I was there, going to it, like, this can't be free, this is insane, so good. And I signed up there, and then this, this can only be a good thing. Um, I've not finished it yet, so I'm still working my way through it, trying to find time. But the amount of knowledge and support that you get just from being in the success Facebook group is phenomenal. Um, it's been great. Um, I just think I see Joe and Zoe and just kind of what they do and I think I like when someone's kind of authentic you kind of just you kind of drawn to them and you see how kind of nice and what they do for the community and stuff so I'm just like actually I love what they're doing and I just want to connect with people like-minded people so someone put on about free boot camps and I thought okay have a look and I just fell in love with them and I've been in the community ever since you can just warn to them really. They don't just tell you the good stuff about bookkeeping. They tell you the bad days that they have as well, which is quite nice because not everyone does that. It's all the good things, isn't it, on Facebook there, how well everyone's doing. And sometimes you can feel like you're not at that point and it's really hard. But yeah, they're just so supportive. To be honest, if I hadn't have found the Six Figure Bookkeeper, I probably wouldn't have pushed my business as much as I have. It came at the perfect time. Um, and when I met Joe and Zoe at an ICB conference, um, I really looked up to them. I, I found them really inspirational. So when they said they were putting this group together, I was like, I'm in, I'm totally in. Um, and I just never looked back because, you know, I couldn't be without it now. The whole community, everyone is so friendly. Everyone wants to help each other and support each other and if they have clients that come their way that they're not necessarily a good fit for them, they'll pass them over. It's just great. Love it. Oh my goodness, welcome back to Kikura's Boot Camp. Hi Jo, how are you? It's a, not an ending, isn't it, that one? It's such a sudden ending. We were like, whoa, we're live, we're live. It's um yeah, I was thinking that we had the countdown, the, the neon pink countdown, but we didn't. But it's all good, we're all here. Yes, yeah. Laura, it woke me up too. <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely to see you all here. So many of you here on our final night. Oh, it's so nice. And we're really excited to be joined by Steph Merrill. Hi, Steph, how are Hello. you? I'm good, thank you. It's been an amazing week. Cheers to you, ladies. What you put on for all of us in this community is fantastic. So thank you. I'm really oh. excited to be here. That is so sweet. Thank you so much, Steph. Honestly, everyone's so excited for your session because I think this time everyone has really, I mean, every time, this is why we showcase our wonderful members and bookkeepers and accountants that are in our um, in our membership because everyone wants to know what everyone else is doing, don't they? We're all a little bit nosy, bit and that's absolutely fine because when we listen to other people, it gives us inspiration. It makes us realise that actually 
everyone else is in the same boat as us. And um, it give, I think it really just gives us that motivation to take action because we realize that someone else has done what we want to do and achieved it and they're a real human being. And I think something like me and Zoe say, sometimes it feels like, because we've been in the game quite a long time, it can feel a little bit like, oh, well, it's okay for them. They've got that much experience. But someone else that's just joined the program recently and managed to turn things around is such an inspiration. So, um, yeah, we are so excited to listen and hear what you've got to say this evening. Thank you. (laughs) And we've been sort of speaking offline about this, you know, like what should we talk about? Like what? And you sent me a very like open message about like this is what happened in my like this is what happened when I left school. I'm happy to talk about it and um. If you're up, like, I'd love to just like understand how you became, you're an accountant, how that happened for you um, and how you came to setting up your business, if you're happy to tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I left school at 16. Uh, I kind of knew what I wanted to do at 16. I'd done my GCSEs, uh, business studies, really enjoyed, loved the fact that my trial balance balanced. Um started A-levels and my teachers changed and things like that and I just didn't get on with it I just had this feeling like I know what I want to do why am I studying subjects that I don't think I'm going to use later on in life so I told my business study teacher that I was um, leaving I was going to get a job and she told me that I wouldn't make anything of myself she says you're just going to end up being uh, a lady that just inputs figures into a a book or a computer or whatever she says unless you carry on you're not going to make anything of yourself and I think from that that's kind of driven me um to achieve so I started um with a company I went for an interview got a job uh working for an accountancy practice actually but sort of within their internal accounts functions so doing their payroll doing the the work in progress timesheet management and all that sort of thing and heard about AAT so started to do AAT in the evening um and then progressed through those exams asked if I could sort of go upstairs you know we were three floor building it was like you know the the really clever people were upstairs so I was like can I go upstairs will you give me a chance uh, and thankfully they did and I really really struggled getting through my exams all I knew about at the time was chartered accountancy I didn't know there were so many different routes to doing exams and to prove my teacher wrong I just wanted to get the best qualification that I could so from AAT, I went on to do my chartered accountancy exams. And I think out of one of them, I only passed one first time. Um, I had to do retake after retake. And the final one, I think the case study, you only got four attempts at it. And I think I passed on my sixth because they um, they changed the syllabus, which reset all my takes. So without that, I wouldn't have got my chartered accountancy status, but I was so determined I was getting it and I just kept pushing. And sometimes I see in this group and other groups, some are doing ICB and they're really struggling to get through those that final exam. And I just want to say to people, keep pushing, just keep putting yourself through it. If it's your dream and it's what you want, just keep going because things do happen. Like for me, that was that was a chance and something happened because I was determined to get that goal and something changed for me to be able for me to be able to get that so I just want to say to anybody just keep pushing if you're at that level um you know don't ever give up then from there I was 20 years in accountancy practice um no sorry 15 years in practice and then took the leap into industry And again, the company that I was working for, their accountant said, no, this isn't somebody, a job for somebody in practice. It needs to be somebody in industry. She's not going to be the right person. Um, But they took a chance on me. 
and I worked for a corporate hospitality company and I loved it it was so different to what I'd been used to and I had some amazing experiences I got to go to the Monaco Grand Prix Barcelona Grand Prix Ascot Cheltenham you know so many different things but the job became something that was becoming and it was making me something that I wasn't um it was a very salesy environment uh there was a lot of you know drinking and partying involved and I found that I was sort of going down the wrong path and um the work was becoming unbearable uh, I was working from seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night I couldn't remember the last time I'd had a, a lunch break and kind of got to the point where I was caring for a family friend and um, he, you know, he'd got a terminal illness. And in February 2019, I was actually at his bedside being questioned where I was. And in the HR system, I'd been on a course and then I was working from home. Unfortunately, I'd got a call from my sister to tell me that I actually needed to get to the nursing home because he was going to pass away that day. But I knew I had so much work to do. So I sat at his bedside. I set up my laptop. I was actually on a work call as he took his last breath. And my boss was emailing me, uh, questioning my integrity, questioning where I was um that she thought I hadn't been to my course and I just kind of blagged the day off and I just sat with my sister for like the following two hours like you know after he'd passed away we had to sit with his body for another two hours and it was the most harrowing afternoon of my life and I sat there and then I said to my sister I went I can't do this anymore I said I'm, I'm quitting she says what do you mean you're quitting I said, I can't do this job anymore. I said, it has literally taken me to the edge. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, but I know I need to do something else. So I went into work the next day. I'd already got a holiday booked to Thailand in the March. Um, had a conversation with her and I handed in my notice. Um, I didn't have any savings. I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I didn't have any clients or any prospects, any leads. I had I had nothing. I just knew I couldn't do this anymore. So I worked my five weeks notice, flew to Thailand, set up um, my limited company because I'd just made the decision I was going to be a limited company from the start. Um, just, just from the sort of professional look of it, you know, I just thought, let's just go limited straight away. So I was sat on my sunbed in Thailand, which sounds very glamorous, but I was beavering away, like designing business cards and getting onto ICAEW, like understanding what steps I needed to take, what I needed to get in place in terms of like practice license, insurances, everything like that. So that when I got home, it was just ready for me to go and um, I could just take some business cards and go networking and speak to people. Um, before I got my business cards, I'd been to a networking event and came across a, a marketing guy who, um, and I started talking to him and I was like, will you help me design a logo? I just, I just need a logo. I've, I've kind of designed what I want it to look like and the reasons why, but could you get it into a format for me so that I can put it on business cards? And you know, he tried to sell me that I needed a five-year branding plan and this that and the other I'm thinking I don't even know if I'm going to be here in five years like I just need I just need a logo and I need some business cards and just to get out so uh eventually managed to get some business cards sorted and um, good old vista print <laughs> and um yeah so just started networking and from that first networking event that I went to um a contact of mine put me in touch with a recruitment consultant and that was in April 2019, which is kind of when I officially started. Um, so I, in the May, I think it was, started on a, like an interim contract, uh, just doing the, 
the bookkeeping for a hockey coaching business and, and really enjoyed it. Um, unfortunately, my marriage then ended in the June. So sort of three months into my business, my marriage ended. And it, it was due to childhood trauma that I'd buried for years like we're talking 30 years that I'd kind of kept what happened to me buried and thinking that I was fine that I dealt with it um and I think what I am is kind of high functioning anxiety um one of those that just keeps going like my brain just knows how to shut itself off and you know just focus on what I've got ahead of me and just close off everything everything else but unfortunately it caught up with me because there's only so long that you can keep that lid on that pressure cooker and I pulled the pin on the grenade threw it into my life and blew everything that I knew to pieces I left the family home um I was sofa surfing so sofa surfing working off friends laptops trying to run what I thought was a business um, was really, really tough. Um, and then in the October, managed to find sort of a little cottage of my own. It was just a little one bed cottage. Um, didn't have room for a dining table or anything like that. So I was working off my bedroom dressing table, uh, going out to clients when I could, because I really like to work on site with a client and working with their teams as well because for me that just gives me a really close relationship with them uh, but I was starting to realize that I was sort of getting out of bed in my pajamas sitting down turning my laptop on and it would be lunchtime and I'd look and I think I'm not dressed did I even brush my teeth and I was like you can't carry on like this you you need a purpose you've got to pull yourself together and you've got to get out of the house so I carried on as I was went to New Zealand in the December on my own for three weeks took my laptop with me um I got an auntie out there and a friend and just went and stayed with them just to kind of pull myself together and figure out where things were going, what I wanted to do. Uh, my clients were amazing. The clients that I had at the time, I think I had about three. Uh, they were so supportive and really, really understood and told me not to work. They were like, Steph, our stuff will wait. Do not work while you're out there. But me being me, I'm like constantly switch on and sort of dip in and just make sure everything's ticking over okay. So then in the the December 2019, I come back and um, think, right, I need an office. So March 2020, I sign a lease for a year for an office. And then boom, we go into lockdown. So it's like, wow, okay. Um, but actually, that was great for me because in a way, I, I couldn't have worked from home. It just wasn't feasible for me to be able to properly do my job in the house that I was in. So for me to have an office during lockdown was amazing. There was only me and one other guy in the building. Everybody else was working from home. And we kept each other going. And it was kind of nice to feel like I had a little bit of normality. Um, and from sort of that I I started going out net, um sort of speaking to people um just on the phone I'd come off social media uh if anybody goes onto my Instagram you will see that the last post that I made was a black square when the whole Black Lives Matter uh, issues were going that was my last post on Instagram um and I don't use it now for business. I don't use Instagram. I don't use Facebook or anything to promote myself. Um, so it was just sort of speaking to people on, on the phone, not cold calling, but people would be calling me because their own accountants had gone underground and they'd heard about me, um, you know, because it was so, so tough. And I remember 
the first announcement that Rishi made about VAT and thinking, wow, this what's happening is huge. Um, I remember just watching Sky News on my on my phone and and just broke down into tears because the whole emotion and, and I'm sure so many of us felt it like absorbing the emotion of our clients as well. Um, because, you know, we knew some would make it and some wouldn't, and they were just coming to us for support. And to hear that so many of their own accountants had disappeared, it was hard. So I felt like I just wanted to help. You know, I didn't know what I could do. I, you know, tax and things like that. I kind of no bits but i don't really do compliance work so i wasn't geared up for you know looking and interpreting all the the announcements and things like that but i just wanted to help whoever i could whenever i could um so 2020 like it was a really tough year like living alone working alone and not being able to see family it was like wow you know this is not where i saw where I was going to be in 2020. Um, so, you know, we get to the end of the year, uh, I'd taken on a big project, it was um, great for in terms of the income, but in terms of the time that it took, it was supposed to be a six week project, it actually took nine months. Um, and it drained the life out of me. And I got to Christmas and I was like, this is not why I set up on my own. You know, I've given up so much time with my family. Um, you know, when we were able to like, you know, meet and go for distance walks and things, you know, I couldn't even do that because I was just working so hard. And I was like, this, this isn't what I wanted. This is not what I saw. I, I quit my job because it was getting that hard. You know, this isn't what I wanted to do. So 2021, I just decided that I was taking a step back. My sister had a baby in the March and I've loved being able to have time with my nephew. Like he just brings me so much joy um, just being around him and being able to help my sister and having him for the day and things like that it you know it just gave me that breathing space and that headspace to just regroup and just be me again um and then I got to sort of December and she's talking about him going to nursery and things like that which is so scary like I think this week has been like his first trial days in nursery and it's um you know, I just can't believe how quickly that year has gone. But I thought, well, if I'm not going to be needed as much, I need to sort of start thinking for myself now. Um, you know, house prices and bills and things like that are just going up and up and up. Um, and I just thought, well, I want to get back on the housing ladder. You know, one thing that people don't tell you when you start off on your own is that 20 years of employment history count for nothing when you want to go for a mortgage. So there I was with like, you know, thinking I could go and buy myself another house. And it's like, well, no, you can't. Nobody wants to touch you. You need at least two years in trading. So I've had to wait and bide my time. But I'm I'm getting there now. And I thought, well, what what do I need to do to you know turn things around and 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 grow and I went to accounting web in December 2021 and I think that's where I saw both of you there um and so then I sort of googled you and I think on LinkedIn or something I saw one of you I think it was Zoe I saw on LinkedIn actually um and then saw about this the bookkeepers boot camp in January and I was like I know I haven't got the time, but I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up to this boot camp, and I'm going to know what it's all about. And I've been procrastinating for so long about investing in certain softwares. Like up to now, like having just a handful of clients, I'm not sending out that many proposals. You know, I used to just put them together in Excel, convert them to a PDF, and kind of make them look pretty. 
but I'd spend so much time doing it. Um, so I'd been procrastinating about investing in software and during boot camp, it really fired me up. Like I need to do this. I've, I've got to put some money in to really be able to, to grow it into a business because at the moment I know I'm not a business. I've created a great job for myself. I love it. I'm passionate about what I do. I've got amazing clients, but it isn't a business, you know, and it's not scalable. The way that I've got to this point isn't scalable. And I know that and I'm aware of it. And being part of this boot camp now and signing up to the success lounge, it that's the accountability sessions have got me doing so much more now on my own business. Um, and just from implementing practice ignition, which is now ignition, I know there's lots of fans of Go Proposal, but I, I'd actually never seen Go Proposal as a demo. I'd only ever seen ignition at the conferences that I'd been to, but they're very, very similar. And being able to put something that looks so much more professional together and, you know, something where I could select all the services and know the prices were, you know, where I needed them to be. It was amazing. And I've sent out two proposals, both have signed and got £2,000 worth of monthly recurring revenue just from January implementing practice ignition. So, you know, the fees are more than covered in the investment that I've made and also the investment in this, the success lounge. Um, but yeah, I, you, you know, the journey that I've been on has been tough and, you know, even like from childhood, it's always been about proving my worth and feeling that I've got to prove my worth and feeling that I've got to be validated. And I now live in the middle of a field in a beautiful house that I rent that one day I will own or I will own something similar. But I'm just at peace now. I am like um, Joe said earlier in the week she invested thousands in a coaching program and after the, like 12 months it was gone I invested um, thousands myself into a, a, a counseling program and really unlocked the trauma that I'd held in my body and it is amazing how much you can take a step forward when you let go of trauma that has happened to you whether it's childhood whether it's in teenage years, you know, we all have really bad relationships. I'm sure that we've that allowed people to impact on our lives and hold us back. So investing in yourself and releasing that trauma out of your body is, a, you know, a major, major thing. And, you know, I've been told that I'm now in menopause. I'm only 39 um, and I've probably been perimenopausal since my early 30s. And I'm convinced it's the amount of stress and trauma that I've been carrying around all those years that has done that to my body. Um, you know, and it's we talk about goal setting and so many people who set goals you know, a lot of it is around children and what they want to do for their family and what they want to to grow for their family. And it is hard for me to set goals because I've never been somebody that does anything for myself. You know, my self-care is terrible. I never do anything really for myself, but I will help anybody, quite a lot to my detriment, but I will do anything that I can to help anybody. So setting goals for myself, because I don't have children unfortunately I've not been able to have them setting goals for yourself is really hard like allowing you to do something that's going to reward you you know uh, a lot of people's goals are they want to take their children to Disneyland and things like that and I haven't got that so I, that's why I've got all set in and I know this program is going to help me get there sorry I'm going <laughs> to Oh. oh my goodness right <laughs> Steph, oh, Steph wow that is thank you so much for sharing I know there's so many people Zoe you go 
thank everyone's sharing so much support for you Steph there's so much love here from everybody this thank is you. just even amazing because I just wanted to get through it without trying oh Steph we're so grateful and you're such an incredible inspiration you've been so determined and I, I'm just I think that's amazing and you know you've shown us that whatever has come up for us like we the thing is right we all make excuses and we all have reasons you said you know we've all been through something like we've all got a journey and a story you've had you've had a lot of things to get through um and we all have things that have come up as well and often we'll use them as a reason why we can't do yeah. whatever it is that we want to do and at the moment you're in this process of defining what that is for you like what the house is such a great goal like we were talking we've been talking about like tell us about this house where's this house going to be that you know how much do you need what to be able to get this house and like being able to find something to really focus your attention on is really important um, and it's like we talk about like uh building your like um all of your senses around what that would be like when you have that when you achieve that particular thing and that will make it feel really real and like tangible that something that you're working towards. Um, yeah. I, I think you're such an inspiration. You've got through so much and I love that you've shared this. I'm so grateful and you are in such a safe community and I know that everyone who's watching this will really appreciate you opening up. And, and you know, like the success, like the things that you're able to do in your business, this is incredible. Like going mm -hmm. out and finding 2000 pounds of fees, telling us that you're like not using social media you're building this off of like the network and the mm -hmm. you know this is about your personality people connecting with you people seeing you as somebody who they want they know they can trust that they yeah. want to work with this is you know it just shows what an amazing businesswoman you are and what a lovely relatable person you are as well like you don't find clients by just happening to be an accountant <laughs> it, doesn't, no. it doesn't work like that <laughs> and yeah. do you know what's what's amazing for mm -hmm. me is what you the energy and the and what you put out there so to, if I'm really honest Steph since you've joined the community I felt really intimidated by you because oh, no. no no because I think you have you come across as a powerhouse like that's that's what I feel from you like you just seem to like you you're so you give so much and like what you said whenever there's any issues in our community and someone's you always come up with answers but they're so succinct and on the money like 100% and I'm like wow this woman like she just knows she's like there's no fannying about she's like this is what you need to do and this is the answer and I would suggest you do this. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I see you being a coach one day. That's how I see I see you, that you have got that kind of persona that you all, like you say, you want to put other people first. You can tell all you're doing is giving, giving, giving. And, but what it is is real 100% value. And um, your little nephew is just so lucky to have such an awesome auntie like you. I mean, wow. What a lucky, what a lucky little man. And um, and I, I I just I am in absolute awe of what you've been through. Oh do you know what, Steph? You've like you've really noticed how your values have stood out to you during this journey. When you were talking about like working in your corporate role, um, that when you spoke actually about like what it was like when you were in practice and then what it was like when you were in your role obviously this the experience you had with your friend is just horrific that anyone should ever have that challenge from their employer I can't believe yeah. that happened and um you know to be able to go do you know what no this isn't okay and I'm out of here and I'm never going to be involved in a business like that again and like yeah. sticking to that because it's we like we have the luxury when we're employed employed I suppose or there's this like compromise they'll they'll trade you they'll give you some money every month as long as you do whatever they want you to do and it's like noticing actually this isn't going to work for me and I can choose to do something else if I want to and like putting your mind to it proving those yeah. old teachers wrong and um I yeah I'm right behind you on that like the values are so important yeah definitely and just being able to let go of it as well like um you know i I didn't go, I didn't mention it, but 
in my 20s, as I was studying for my chartered accountancy exams, I had numerous bad relationships and one in particular that left me with thousands and thousands of pounds worth of debt in my early 20s. Being a student, um, I had to deal with bailiffs coming to the house. Um, I'd been giving him all my money to pay the bills while he was out of work, thinking that they were being paid and actually they were being gambled. Um, so then I just paid bailiffs off with credit cards and things like that. Um, and when I first started my business, I did share some of like my debt story um, on Facebook and people found it relatable. And, you know, what I wanted to be able to do is to, to help people, you know, get out of debt. Because one thing that I had to do like every day, like the money situation didn't change, but I wrote it down on a piece of paper, like what was going out, you know, what money was coming in. And I literally, some days I do not know how I managed to do it. It was like robbing Peter to pay Paul. But I was like, this guy can take away my dignity, he can take away everything, but he's not going to take away my qualification because being a professional, you can't, go for an IVA, you can't go for any kind of debt relief or anything like that. There was no choice but to pay it. And I think over the eight, nine years it took me to pay it off, I pro in balance transfer fees and interest and everything else, I probably repaid between 40 and 50,000 pounds. Um, so there are people out there that you know, they struggle with money, um, they don't know how to budget, you know, and particularly nowadays as well, like, you know, the price of food, and we don't get taught this in school. You know, we get taught the stupid stuff in school that we're never ever going to use in our lives. Like, when am I ever going to use Pythagoras theorem? Let's start teaching kids how to budget what a mortgage looks like. Um, you know, just the real life stuff, because it is hard and it is only getting harder. Um, you know, and I think in the profession that we're in, you know, there's definitely a way to help and deliver some kind of support to individuals in this in this way. I know that it's regulated and things like that, but I feel that there's got to be some way that we can get a message out there to to get into schools and get them to start teaching you from a younger age how to manage money because it is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do in your life <laughs> it is and it's like and and when you speak to business owners who are absolutely terrified of this it's because they just don't know like they don't even yeah. know what it is they don't know and that and that that sense is just like well I'm trying to run a business, but I have no idea. And that's when you find people like taking money out of their account and they don't know, they don't know they're not allowed to do that because they've never yeah. run a business before. So we've yeah. got a really important job to help people and we can make a massive difference. That's why we we talk about this all the time, like helping people understand their numbers um, um, in a timely way. This is why bookkeepers are so important because we can support yeah. our clients with so much. Yeah. Oh, Steph. Definitely investing in ourselves in whatever way, you know, whether that's to to grow your business, you know, don't procrastinate about the softwares, understand the softwares that you need mm. to deliver what it is that you want to do. I mean, you know, when I started in April 2019, I'd been in industry and I'd only use Sage. So, you know, my sunbed in Thailand, I went and got myself 10 Sage 50 licenses because I was like, yeah, that's what everybody's going to be on went to a Camtex in 2019 and it was all blue and orange. And I was like, what's all this? I don't know anything about this. You know, why is no one on Sage anymore? <laughs> you know, obviously people are on Sage, but you know, there's a lot of blue. Um, so I had to learn like a whole new software and, and understand this whole digital thing because we'd still been manually inputting in my last company. You know, we weren't scanning and there's there was so much so much to learn and there are so many businesses out there that are still doing that you know yeah. there's so many clients to go for and 
you know, there's a revenue stream there in understanding the softwares and offering the conversions as a service. You know, so many businesses need support with that as well. Tell us about your client base then, Steph. Um, How do you, so you generally finding your clients and networking and word of mouth? Yeah, Yeah, that that is pretty much all my, I mean, I say I've not got that many clients. I've got probably two or three pure bookkeeping ones and about five where I'm doing everything. So the bookkeeping, the management accounts, um, cash flow forecasts. um, And, you know, I, I have a monthly meeting with them. I talk to them every week. Some of them I talk to them daily. You know, we just check in with each other and I've got great relationships with them, but I can only do that with a handful of clients. And Mm. I understand that I can only do that with a handful of clients. So, you know, I'm at a point where it's like I could carry on just doing it the way that I've done it, or I could look to outsource or recruit, um, you know, to take on some of the, the the bookkeeping side of things so that I can focus on more the, the management accounts and the client facing stuff, the stuff that I really, really enjoy. Like, you know, I've got one client that wants to go and get himself a pink Porsche and I'm like, not a chance. <laughs> and that client, whenever I go networking, people that I meet go, oh, you work for such and such, you don't let him spend anything, do you? And I'm like, oh, my days. <laughs> um, he, he regularly messages me and says, I just wouldn't be without you. You've absolutely turned my life around. You've turned my business around. Um, you know, and he's actually one of the ones that's on sort of my legacy £25 an hour job. Because again, you know, I started out, and was like okay what what do I need to charge to be able to get my salary but you don't think about all your costs that you've got like your practice license and your subscriptions to your membership and the softwares and it's like no one tells you all of this you know I so wish when I started I'd known about that well this didn't exist I don't think when I started but you know for those that are just starting out all my days like get on this because it gives you everything that you need to know to to set up and sort of guide you in the right way it's so valuable I can't I can't stress enough how valuable it is to have this information and to know where to go have the community to ask the questions because it is hard when you you don't know where to look you know and you waste so much time like you know the amount of time I wasted where I could have been earning money you know the investment to have that information like that and just you know be able to go it it's invaluable and you ladies are amazing like what you do and you know the support that you give to all of us is just incredible I wish I'd awesome. you sooner <laughs> oh bless you well look Steph can- I'm going to ask a question like I'm an accountant uh, I started a bookkeeping practice because I felt people needed the like day-to-day finance team support and I'm curious as a chartered accountant w- did you go where did you start your practice planning to offer bookkeeping services no no so I what started- do you think led you to do that I'm, I'm interested because I think it's an it's in, it's interesting for people to hear this yeah so like I was six years in industry and really enjoyed being on that side of the fence. But when it came to starting up my own business, like the first thing I thought was that I was going to deliver year end accounts and tax returns and the corporation tax returns and things like that. But then very quickly, I was like, I've been sort of out of the tax game for, you know, I've not really had to keep up to date with tax legislation because the other accountants dealt with it. So, I think when I got the interim contract that was to just get me going and, you know, help me find my feet, um, I really enjoyed getting involved in the business and them wanting me to be more and more involved um, and kind of getting involved in the strategy side of things. And, and for that business, when COVID hit, they didn't furlough the staff because I'd said to them, look, 
what do you what have you always wanted to get done in your business what is on your wish list i said because this could be the perfect opportunity to brainstorm it all out and delegate it to the team um so that it it can get done in the background you know we'd literally just got them all set up to be able to work on like a shared drive because they were all working on macbooks on their own you know nothing was stored centrally um and the timing of that couldn't have been any better um so we we sat with like a massive sheet and loads of different colored um post-it notes and really got it all out on paper and i think it was that that really made me think i really enjoyed that like it was tough it was really hard thinking this this business has literally had to stop delivering coaching like they couldn't go into schools they couldn't they couldn't do anything but to think that we've actually been able to look and implement things and keep the staff employed for another month um to then make the business you know hopefully come out stronger the other side and and joe wick started doing pe sessions on instagram and i just thought well could you deliver on online hockey sessions and they were like well yeah i suppose we could so you know they looked into it and they've now got another revenue stream that they can continue to deliver but there were so many things about covid that made people just take a step back and think about their businesses in a completely different way and you know it's so easy to keep going in business doing the things that you've always done because it's safe and because you know it but it's not necessarily the best way to be doing it and not necessarily the most efficient way to do it and i think a lot of businesses will have come out of covid stronger because they actually took that step back because they were forced to and could actually think about their businesses and i think being involved in that really made me love it and you know want to be involved more with clients and their teams and you know managing change it's it can be hard but if you're in there working with their team they get to know you you get to know them you get to understand you know who's going to accept the change in what way and my my most successful achievement was a guy who was due to retire he had been using sage 50 for 30 years you know it, it, it was all he knew and he hand wrote everything like VAT reconciliations, payroll, everything was handwritten. He had paper up to his ears, you know, but he only had a year to go and he was due to retire. So previous accountants had just thought, he's not going to change. We're not going to show him anything. I introduced Zero and Dext and sat with him, showed it him, and his line was that, Dex was like garlic bread. It's the future. And I went to retirement dinner a year, like a year later, and he'd actually decided to stay on in the business, like for two days a week, because he actually really enjoyed his job again, because he, it made it so easy for him. Um, and he, and yeah, that line has stuck with me. Dex is like garlic bread. <laughs> It's the future. Oh it's my future. goodness. I've never thought of garlic bread being futuristic, but you know, it's, I'm a child of the 80s. Thing, I mean, isn't it? Garlic bread. Is yeah. it? I get it. it. It was wasted on Joe. It was wasted on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to watch more pizza cake. Garlic bread is the future. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love pizza cake. I've not seen that sketch. Oh my goodness. Oh, Steph what an amazing journey thank you so so much for this evening it has been what a way to like bring boot camp to a close i mean it really has really oh. been I, I didn't think we'd touch on garlic bread and oh, we've touched on a lot of a lot of subjects this evening and um and the fact that we've got over 50 people watching live on a friday night um 
is like just shows how much people value um what you've got to say and they're so invested in in your story and really value the sh- like the, the openness and uh, the sharing that you've done this evening and so thank you so much and yes I mean I did say okay I, I put it in our success lounge earlier right I've cried for the other two bookkeepers that have been on I, and I said Steph don't make me cry tonight Steph <laughs> you made me really cry so now Aww. every time I didn't I don't think I've ever cried, but I, and it, we didn't mean to do that to the we haven't made, made we didn't pick people for you know, for the X Factor story subline or anything like that. Yeah. It's just happened that I think as we've, as we're growing, our community is growing and uplifting and realizing that actually everyone wants to know really what is your story? What's happened? What's brought you here? Because I even thought, Steph, until like this evening, I, I, and I know that you're a chartered accountant in our community and the way you present yourself, I, I, I did assume that you know you might have might have come in here and decided to be and the and the success you're having I assumed you had it maybe a bit easier than you've had so I'm so grateful that you've shared and I know look, I, I, you need to sit with a with a, another drink later with a, another glass of red <laughs> and sit and read all of the comments because the thing is I have been reading the comments and I think that's what was making me cry as well because everyone was really rooting for you and so many people saying thank you for sharing and they've been in similar situations and things and I think that's what's this is what sets up our community apart mm. is that we're really real everyone's so truthful and willing to share whether that's good stuff or bad stuff and um Ooh, and anyway. oh oh Zoe's Zoe's <laughs> game show ready oh my god I was setting up my little stream and I didn't realize it was going to come on the screen sorry ladies that's all right you've got to oh. be got to be prepared you've got to be prepared because we do have prizes. We we're do gonna, have. We do. I have mean, prizes. I mean, I'm just gonna get like comic relief ready. We've <laughs> I've got, got prizes. No, it feels it feels uh, reasonable to wear it while we do a. Yeah, prize. let's do oh, it while we're doing the prizes. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, you have the red wine. It's much harder when you've been crying to wear a red nose because <laughs> I feel very snotty, <laughs> and I don't know if I could drink. <clears throat> Oh, she can. Jay I can, can drink. Or, whatever the, the situation, Jay whatever scenario, away, have a drink. It's all good. <laughs> um, right. We have got some prizes um, this evening. We've been promising you a week that somebody who shared boot camp, I literally have a funny voice now. Um, if I didn't already, I, re- I really do now. Um, we've been promising this week that someone who shares on social media using the hashtag Bookkeepers Bootcamp will win um, a sweatshirt this week. So I've got the names loaded up and I'm going to do the little spin. Let me see if I can just put this on the screen. Okay, let's do it. So this is everyone on LinkedIn, Instagram. I did check Twitter, didn't find any use of Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Is anyone on Twitter anymore? Let me know if you're on Twitter. I'm gonna uh, do a little spin. Exciting. Oh, it's Athena Accounts. Athena, I can't remember what your first name is, but I'll get in touch on Instagram and we'll make sure that we get a sweatshirt over to you. Amazing. A sweatshirt. Everyone wants a sweatshirt. While while I get the names ready for the other prize, because we we also have a prize this evening for somebody who has taken part in all three challenges we had this week. And we can let you know now that the prize, because we couldn't decide what would be an appropriate prize, we decided you can choose your own prize. So the prize is a £100 John Lewis voucher. We will also send you a Bookkeeper Life sweatshirt as well. Um, so we, we've we gone through and we've had a look at who's done all of the challenges this week, all three of them. Um, I actually, just to say, absolutely loved reading. What, it must be quite funny to look at me with his nose on. Sorry. Um, oh, it was I, Laura Holmes. Laura I, Holmes. Oh, that, Laura. Uh, yeah, well done, Laura. Yay! Oh, fantastic. I'll get in touch, Laura. Um, I really loved reading all of the work you guys have done on the challenges. I really loved Monday night with all of the goals. Um, You're all setting your goals, talking about what life would look like. I think about 49 of you did the Monday night challenge and then it kind of dropped off. So uh, Mm. I've just got to go and load all of the names into the wheel. What I'm going to do though is hand over to Joe, who can just remind you about the prizes that we've, um, about the bonuses we've got, which expire 
tonight on and i need to put them on the screen for you joe so you can remember yes please put them on the screen i'm like oh my goodness Um, do not i know i I do know some of them off okay so um so everybody expire tonight joe okay these two on the left and then the one on the right still is in play until the end of play tuesday is that right absolutely right yes okay so everybody if you're thinking of joining the six month success program and experiencing all of the fabulousness that it brings, like how you've listened to Leander and Kim and Steph and what they've experienced with us. But at the moment we have some extra bonuses and they run out at midnight tonight. So you have three hours left to get these bonuses. So they are there's a behind behind. there's a behind the scenes bundle, which has got some um, amazing like like conversations between the two of us really and who doesn't love a bit of behind the scenes I think we've learned that this evening um mm-hmm. there's a interview with you Joe about how you got to six figures there's inside Joe's sales process the one we recorded last year we're also going to add in the one from uh this week as well because things have probably changed a little bit um there's also the two of us talking about our own journeys a bit like Steph was sharing this evening you know we've been on a bit of a journey ourselves in terms of building confidence so that's all in there too um, and then there's also a bundle, out what we're calling our com- confidence bundle, which includes a confidence masterclass <laughs> and a seven day self-belief challenge, which will get you really believing in yourself and knowing like knowing that you can step into the power that you have to like own the situation. We really want to help you feel more confident. A lot of this week has been, well, you know, if you were in the sessions with James this morning, if you were here with Osman this afternoon, you, you know, hopefully that's really helped you today. But we all need a bit of this from time to time, don't we, to build our confidence. So um, those two bonuses expire tonight. For anyone who signs up by Tuesday night, you can get all of the replays for all of our previous Bookkeepers Bootcamps, including this one. We have mm-hmm. a new members call on Wednesday. So we are really keen that if you want to sign up, you sign up by midnight on Tuesday so we can make sure you're on that new members call. So um the details are at the bottom of the screen. If you would like to sign up, I'll just pop that back up there now. There we go. Put my nose back on. Um, there we go. I love this. Beatrice has said, I love the behind the scenes bundle. She finished it today. Woo! I I love that. Beatrice just joined us the other day. And um, yes, we did have a few people saying, oh my goodness, I missed out on Wednesday night. And can I have the bonuses from Wednesday night? And we had to say no. Because that's why we do it. If you showed up, turned up, and you're part of this, and this is why we're letting you know now, these bonuses go at midnight tonight. But you can still join, but you miss out on those extra bonuses. And those bonuses are worth, they add up to more value than the course you're going to buy for, pay for. So it's absolutely a no-brainer, a no-brainer. And, and the new members call on Wednesday we love meeting all of the new members and it's very different. It's not like this because when you're in the membership, we do zoom. So we all join in and we all get to see each other's faces. If you want to, you don't have to, but if you do and you get to know, and it's like turning up, I know it can, people feel a bit nervous to begin with because it feels like you're joining a new company, but it's a company where you're your own boss. So it's very different. It's very, very different, but it's very nice. And you get to come into a Zoom room with people like Steph, Leander and Kim, who have had amazing results and who are building a fantastic businesses. And are, as you've heard this week, so giving with their time yeah. and with their value. And uh, you can like, it's not about me and Zoe. It's about the community that are in there. Yes, we've created the course and yes, we are there and we are there to support you. But it's all the other fabulous people that are in there. It's, a, it's just fantastic. Right, do we have the next? Right. Oh, sorry. The accountability sessions for me have been amazing. Like I would just work and work and work on clients. I've never really set time aside to work on my own business. And those accountability sessions, the two hours on a Friday where we're all on Zoom and we all get together and we all, you know, we chat and we're, you know, we're supporting each other, sort of working on those things. They've been the best sessions for me. I've scratched the surface of the program itself. You know, I invested Mm -hmm. in January and we're now halfway through March. Can you even believe that? You know, I've not really touched the the course and the programs itself, but the accountability sessions and like the finance sessions, they're, they're the ones that have really push me to take my business on a little bit so get on it 
Oh, I'd love to see you on those cool stuff. And you've been like, right, I'm setting up ignition. I'm doing this. Uh, you always wear a really nice top as well. So I'm always like really appreciative of your nice clothes. Uh, I forget that we have, we seem to have this like pink memo. Everyone turns up in pink or their bookkeeper life sweatshirt. I always forget. <laughs> but, um, it's uh, it's just a nice community. It's a nice place yeah, to be. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, right okay prizes then so for the people who did all three steps of the challenge let me pop this up on the screen that's all of your names there um, I'm gonna give that a spin now this is for our John Lewis voucher and a sweatshirt and that is going to JB Bookkeeping Plus Yay! I don't know what your first name is, JB Bookkeeping Plus, but I'll get in touch on Facebook. I know you're in the group under that name, so I'll get in touch and we'll make sure we get that out to you. Amazing. Excellent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. my goodness. Are we at the end, Zoe? We're at the end. We are at it's the end. A it's time. a sad time. It's a sad time. But... What an amazing week. Yes. It's like Thank so you. emotional and inspirational and, like, you know, Leander's story, like, oh. You know, I know. Just, yeah, I know. Don't start me off again, Steph. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It has been it has been so much fun. And we are absolutely honored that you've all shown up and you've turned up and you've you've put in the work. And now we what what we want you to do is like think about what are your next steps? What action are you going to take? Maybe take the weekend have half an hour to an hour where you've got maybe some quiet time even if it's just before bed take a notepad pen you're remarkable whatever you've got and go and scribble out some ideas what action are you going to take next week so that this week and all the effort you've put in isn't just something that you was part of but you actually took action exactly like Seth has done and actually like made two thousand pounds more a month out of it massive so um we, we just yes. want to thank you so much for being here. We really do appreciate you and your time. And um, we're here. We're we're around. I will be having another glass of wine. Zoe will be having another G&T. Steph will be having another red wine. And if any of and if any of you got any questions, there's people in the community you can ask questions to. Reach out to us. We are here. And um, thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care. Thanks, Steph. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.